Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome to episode 66 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week, for one week only, you get two Polacks for the price of one. Bart Whoa, Komar is with deal. us. What's going on, Bart? <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you for having me on. All right. Thanks you, for you, on, Bart. Just like we scripted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, well, you can invoice us later. Uh, guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Peak Safety. Big thank you to Peak Safety for sponsoring this week's episode. We talk a lot about stuff going on in the shop, but we don't always talk about PPE and safety things. Uh, P- Peak Safety offers a lot of different respirators and PPE options. And if you go to peaksafety.com, you can use code AWP21 for 10% off your next purchase. They've got half masks, full masks, power caps. They've got the new uh, clean air system that you wear on uh, a belt and it pumps air uh, into your mask. And I've been using it for the last couple of weeks and I actually, I really like it. I'm really happy with it. So you should check it out. Um, but if you want something a little bit more uh, within a budget uh, that's more traditional, they have the half mask systems with the filters up front and they've got all kinds, they got all kinds of options for you over there at peaksafety.com. So go check out peaksafety.com and remember to use that code AWP21 for 10% off. Pete, you know who else? Peak Safety sponsors this show. Yep. But you know who else sponsors the show? You know who sponsors the pre-show? <laughs> our patrons. <laughs> oh, huge shout out to our patrons. Uh, if you wanna, They're dope. If you want to become a patron, help support the show, and get some behind-the-scenes content, and get content even earlier now, because we started recording on Thursdays. By the way, a little PSA. Good plug. We are doing our lives on Thursday night, 9, 8, 6 p.m., uh, you know just accordingly for the times um and then mountain time whatever. we don't broadcast in mountain <laughs> we don't it's a, it's a blackout you get it the next day i think i think that it's might be hurt nbc <laughs> all of our actual listeners are in mountain time that's what it is right but we've been excluded huge them. shout out to our sponsors if you want to get this content even earlier now in the week and get your weekend started early with us Make sure to follow us on uh, patreon.com slash another wish out podcast. There's a lot of great stuff on there. And Is that Mike, a forward slash or a backslash? That's the slash that everyone yep. usually uses. It's yep. both. Go for that one. <laughs> that slash? Uh, it's not the music slash. Now, Mike, I think we've got some new slashes added to the <laughs> Patreon page. Yes. Big brand new slashes. Brand new slashes. Uh, Ed Wolfersdorf. I hope I nailed it. What did you I call feel me? Like I, nailed I, it. Think I feel the, strong. I think yeah. you nailed it. It's from Wolf Den Cabinetry. That's Ed Wolf's, Wolfersdorf. Preston Fuller from the Plaid Work Woodworker and Jessica Yan. Thank you so much, you guys, guys are for awesome. joining the show You're amazing. and being part of the family. So Big round of applause. Uh, guys, we have a guest on the show, as we mentioned. That's Bart. Typically, right now, we would sing you know, the What's on My Bench theme, and that's not going to change. Dan's going to sing it right now. What's on my bench? Dan, the voice of an angel. You're incredible. Everything you do is a saint-like <clears throat> action. Uh, what, Dan? I I I move to have our guest start singing that little bit. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, Bart, okay. hit it. Go, Bart. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. on my bench? 
Nope. I like it. You're We're going to save it. Nope. Dan, Dan, oh, Dan, 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 you, you want to try it again like a man? What's up, man? I need more vib- vibrato. I like when he raps. Um, the next part is going <laughs> to... Bart, why don't you tell us what's on your bench this week? Uh, so it's not actually on my bench, but more of what's in going my on your life. It's a metaphor. In your shop, yeah. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah, in the sack, whatever. It's a sexually charged <laughs> metaphor. So I'm doing a concrete pad for a shed that I'm moving that was previously built that I'm going to be rebuilding, if that makes any sense. So when we bought our house, uh, there was a clubhouse in the backyard that was like 10 feet off the ground and the kids hated it because every time they went in there they got stung by a wasp so i ended I up building why they, right? good times. so i ended up building a, a homeless guy would flick him in the eye i don't know why they wouldn't go in there plus the stairs were like a ladder so they they wouldn't go in there so i built a shed underneath it and uh now we're getting a pool installed that is exactly where the clubhouse nice. shed is going so I needed to move it. So I uh, I rented a telehandler last week, which is a big forklift with like a boom arm, and lifted that clubhouse, cut it off off of the shed, and the thing almost fell on us. Um, so hey, we how, had to how many Polacks does it take to move a shed? It was two. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me and. Bart almost got senior. Buster Keaton by the shed. <laughs> I was hoping you'd reference. Oh, that's so great! That relevant. So it's just you, you and Tato moved it over. Me and Tato moved it over to. Uh, so I poured a twelve by twenty four concrete slab on the other side of the property and uh, doing a video on a DIY slab, and that's a big DIY slab to be doing with one person. So I did have some help pouring it. A buddy of mine came over and. Help me pour it, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty damn interesting project with moving that shit out Do you have to get permits that for that out there? I was going to ask that we, too, actually. So, so technically, I. yes. You do? Okay. But I did it the Polish way. I mean, we're not going to report you. <laughs> right. You didn't tell it's a good thing there's yeah. no evidence of you pouring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm actually breaking it up into a four-part series uh, of videos. So the first one's going to be on a how to pour the pad. The second one is going to be on uh, price comparison because I had some contractors come out and give me some quotes before I actually started it. So I know kind of where what I spent and what they were going to charge me. So I'm going to do that for the viewers so that, you know, they can decide on their own whether or not it's something they want to tackle. And then the shed move and then rebuilding it because now obviously it doesn't have a roof because the clubhouse was on top of it. So it's just a... uh, it's a lot going on in the backyard now. And obviously the, the pool's getting installed, so that's gonna be fun too. That's gonna be nice. A lot, a lot going on, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Now I can't believe you actually like you poured the whole slab and then you went and like cut the lines in it for like yeah. it's, like it's gonna if it's gonna snap, it'll snap along those, right? Yeah, so um like I said, you know, a twenty four by twelve uh foot slab is a lot for two guys to do. And it was just me and my buddy. And we were kind of gung-ho about it. And we put all the concrete into the form before screeding it. So typically what you would do is you would pour half of it or a quarter of it, screed it. And then, you know, pour more of it into from the concrete truck, pour it, screed that, and then just keep going until you have a decent... You know, level base. It just well, we means did. wipe we just, the top, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what I was going to ask. 
could you explain for our uh, non-concrete land? Yeah, folk so screening what screen it means? Would, is taking a two by four and running it back and forth so it actually pushes the concrete and makes it all level to your form. Uh, so what we did Word. was we poured all the concrete into it and realized that we had way too much concrete in the form. So we started shoveling it out into a trailer. And by the time we got back, the concrete started hardening on us. So we didn't get a chance to put expansion oh. joints in. Uh, so I ended up cutting it with a skill saw and a diamond blade, which was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. By the way, I did that. Oh, oh I, I learned something this week from watching uh, Jason Hibbs's video when he did the uh, fire pit apparently it's screed with a t with a d not a t it's not screech and apparently there's a lot of people super angry on the internet about it uh, when he did his countertop there video. are people on the internet that are angry it's really Stop. weird uh, we I'm haven't shocked. gotten there yet but i know there's probably people out there that just get just like tamper this. so you know when you're tamping um gravel or ground with a, a hand tamper or something so i did a uh, patio video where I said tamper instead of tamp, and half of the comments on there were, yo, it's tamp, not tamper. You know what? And That's engagement. So best thing you can do. Bad. Yeah, engagement. Yes. That's the best thing yes. you can do. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. One of Mike's best but performing right. videos is him drilling a hole, and the internet <laughs> got mad. <laughs> they were pissed. They were so mad. Engagement, man. It's engagement. Great. Yep. Uh, what else is going so, on? Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, pretty much all the outside stuff. And then once that's done, um, we are going to be doing a uh, – I'm going to get into some hand-cut dovetails, which I've never done. Uh, I'm doing a cabinet for my parents. They want to put a microwave in it, uh, which is a very weird – so it's going to be an open cabinet. It's going to have – you know. Uh, doors on the bottom of it, but they want to put a such a, a Polish microwave. Thing. It's a very Polish thing, yes. And so I'm going to be doing this. No, but like in like a <laughs> handcut ah, cabinet. Yeah. Like, it was like yeah. I have a microwave. <laughs> Bart, yeah, so, so they the said cabinet. they said make it as simple as you want. <laughs> but since I haven't done anything remotely woodworking in a while, I want to do I want to do some handcut dovetails and just practice on it. You know. My parents are going to say, "Yeah, it looks great, no matter how crappy it is." So that's that's what it's that's all about, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so you're supposed uh, to say that. You're my mom. <laughs> mom, you don't get it. It's because it was free. That's why it looks like this. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on in the uh, actual thing, and then we are uh, planning a huge expansion on the house. Uh, we're going to be ripping off the second floor next year because of. We were going to do it this year, but uh, two by four prices or lumber prices are so ridiculous now that uh, we're going to hold off until next year. And that's going to be a lot of fun because two by four know. prices are actually higher right now than ambrosia maple board foot wise. Which is crazy. It's I'm insane. just going to frame with it. Pine is maple. no longer fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could build a house out of ambrosia maple framing. For cheaper. Which is kind of crazy. two by fours. Well, what about MDF studs? I feel like that would be a thing. Mm, not a good idea. <laughs> no? Really? Nope. <laughs> Why not, Dan? Interesting. It's just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going on in my world. What about you, Dan? What's on your well, bench? <laughs> what's on my bench? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I just ruined everything. Mike sunk his oh, head that's down. Great. 
No, it was great. me laughing. <laughs> I have to laugh looking down. I, you guys, you guys, I hit a massive milestone this week. I delivered the big boy Tetris bookshelf. And congratulations. I don't want to toot my own horn here, fellas, but that's not true. That's, yeah, that's literally, literally all, you all you're going to do, gonna do Go now. Go ahead. For 20 minutes. If you don't mind, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that thing looked amazing in its place. It did. Robin said Dan did a really great job on this. Whoa. What did Mike say? That's what I want to know. It's really all all the We got into a pretty serious argument that day. <laughs> <laughs> Needless no, to say, it looks really she great. slept on a couch. I mean, you did a great yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you did a great job. It looked great. You did a great job. Yeah. It's great next to its little brother, too. I'm super pumped with it. I can't wait till they get it filled up with whatever they're going to fill it up with and they're going to send Tetris. me pictures, whatever. Action figures. Action figures, I presume. <laughs> no, Tetris action figures. Other small <laughs> so <Tetris> pieces. <laughs> I, posted, I posted that on Reddit, right? On the woodworking subreddit. And mm-hmm. only one person ever has ever like mentioned the fact that even though I call this the Tetris bookshelf, it has no Tetris shapes. There's zero Tetris shapes. False advertising? So, like, you mean like a building block tray? It's more. (laughs) I don't know if it's a. Oh, I see where you're going. Ah, Took me a second. Took me a second. Mike got sued by Lego (laughs) because he called Lego trays Lego trays. But, anyways, uh, I forget where I was going with that. Anyways. Swedish. I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the client's reaction. It, it was phenomenal, and they were super happy. And I'm just glad that it's out of my shop and I got the space back because that thing took up a ton of space. And just like last week, I still have Nick working on uh, the uh, bookcase doors for the other client that I, I'm for trying $5. to keep happy. <laughs> Five dollars in a bush light. In a bush light. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the best deal ever, you guys. I'm telling you what. Poor Nick. You get so lucky with Nick. <laughs> And he's moving. He bought a new house. He he's is? moving away from me. Yeah, he's moving. Where? He's actually moving really, closer towards me. I checked. Really far away. <laughs> is he really? Just nah, where he moved he, to. He's moving like a town over. Yeah. Oh. He's still going to be close-ish. Delmont? What? I don't uh, even know what you're talking you're about. Because you're in Bellevue? Oh, wait. I was thinking. Yes. I, I meant <laughs> oh, Delaview. Oh, my God. Not Bellevue. <laughs> that was a bad joke. I right? ruined my own joke. It was Jeez, bad. Jeez, lard. Anyway, Did I tell uh, you my uncle? <laughs> you look ridiculous with all, all that lard on month, your back. About a month before he died. <laughs> <laughs> so, last week I put in an order for uh, 200 board feet of Peruvian walnut, uh, 150 board feet of the thermal modified ash, which is called Cambria. And back that ash. Up. It was supposed right. to be in like last Friday. And... It didn't make it on what the is truck. The, what is the Cambrian ash for? Sorry. I'm, make, I'm making an outdoor shower. Is it for that beach house? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm making an outdoor house. shower and some landings out of oh, it. Oh, were they, were they, were they San Broni? Yeah, we, yeah, that's where <laughs> San, the San Broni San come Boney. from. Come on now. <laughs> not Broni. Are you, are you not into, they're not into My Little Ponies. <laughs> it's San Boni. <laughs> oh, I had a totally different picture. <laughs> what? What, did you, what were you thinking? Bart, what were you going to say? I was going to ask him, are you doing like an elevated floor for this outdoor shower? Or how's the drainage so like, going to work? The outdoor, shower already has a, the outdoor shower already has a spot. There's already okay. like a, a outdoor shower built there and everything, but it's built very poorly. Okay. They actually used construction lumber 
for this so outdoor shower. So you're remodeling shower. the outdoor shower. Yeah, I'm I'm tearing okay. it all down and I'm rebuilding so it. So ambrosia maple is, construction lumber. Yeah, I'm gonna use ambrosia <laughs> maple. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear it down and rebuild it out of uh, the the thermally modified ash, the Cambria, and I'm gonna make some geometric designs and stuff. And they have some landings that go from their concrete patio. Concrete or cement? What's the proper concrete. word? Concrete. It's totally concrete. Is it concrete? <laughs> From their concrete cement. patio <laughs> to their beach. And I need to make some landings that, that go out on either side. And uh, Who knew there were beaches so anyways, in Nebraska? My story was, my story was I ordered that wood front. last week. And it, it was supposed to be in on Friday. So, like, the place where I get my hardwood Is from. Is that going to your shop? No. I'm gonna okay. explain. I was gonna store in Nick's shop. Nick Brim's shop. It's a lot of space. I'm paying Nick two dollars and a butterfinger to store five hundred board feet. His wife is real happy. <laughs> no, poor Nick. <laughs> butterfinger. Too nice. Watch call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I ordered this last week. Uh, the place I get it from here in Omaha, Nebraska, they they actually Liberty call Hardwoods. their they call their main uh, warehouse in I want to say Joplin, Missouri, which is several hours south of here, and they do like a transfer truck every every week on a Friday, and they were supposed to bring up all that wood that I ordered on <clears throat> Friday last week, and apparently they forgot they forgot to just put it on the truck. Lawsuit. I know, right? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you guys several thousand dollars here for, for material. And you just forgot? You just forgot? So, yeah. I'm not, having a... I mean, realistically, there's probably much bigger you're, orders. Like, that that's dealing. crazy. I'm sure thing. there are. Your multi-thousand dollar order. I'm not trying to diminish your thing. But that's, but like, that's the reality. The, I'll go to like talk to Macbeth about stuff. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm putting in this $1,500 walnut order. And I'll be like, that's cool. That's a truckload of ivory, or not ivory, ebony, uh, ebony and uh, that was uh, $1.9 million. I'm like, oh. So can you <laughs> can you put mine on a truck, too? And it's yeah, just, house? Just it? I'll just pick it up myself. <laughs> it's cool. I'll be down on Sunday. <laughs> so anyways, I'm still waiting on the wood. I, I hope it shows up tomorrow. We're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday, the next week. Hope it shows up tomorrow, because I would really like to start on all those projects. In the meantime, there... Do they have all the tables too? Is that the same people? Yes. Oh, this is. Oh, is it the same house? <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the, I'm, we're talking like a massive house. The, these people are going to put my kids through college. I think <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. That's outstanding. So uh, I'm hoping to start on that next week. But in the meantime, I've been playing with my CNC. I made uh, a couple like little trays and stuff. I put them on my Etsy shop. I made a dad tray for Father's Day. Sold one. Hey, look out, world, coming. I'm gonna make. I'm probably gonna post uh, a, a grumpy cat tray tomorrow. You mean a Paco tray? Yeah, grumpy Paco tray. Just, Maybe it's just, it it's just Paco. Paco. You don't have to say grumpy. Just the Paco. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Where's he at? Anyway, that's what I got He's going on. Butt on your desk. Nothing special. Pretty typical. What do you got going on, Pete? Me, why I had an exciting week. Why I don't know why I'm talking like a why Southern you, Belle. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's going on? I, no, I had a I had a pretty sweet tea. Sweet tea. I had a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty dashing week. Uh, it started th- this last weekend. We worked on my buddy's van again, and I've finally yelled at him enough 
for him to start doing some actual work on it. Uh, we cut any under the hood. Uh, not no, the hood is it's engine and all that is good, but transmission's good. Yeah, transmission's good. That's actually under the car. That's not even the hood. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so he just had his roof replaced because it was like rusted out and everything, and then we cut mm. a hole in it, which took a lot of uh, nerves of steel and truck nuts of steel to actually cut into a brand new roof because, like, I mean, it cost a lot of money to replace. But we got that in there. We installed a a fan, so like you can officially get some- Henry's will fix it. <laughs> Just slap some Henry's on top of that thing. Henry's? What? What's that? The roof roof putty. <laughs> the roof putty. Oh, I thought um, that was a dipping so, sauce. So Henry. the roof <laughs> was what turned sauce. out when we like peeled up all the stuff off the roof. It was like severely dented. They must have dropped something on this van, and then just filled it with whatever you're talking about, and then painted it like it was fine and flat. So when he bought it, he didn't know how bad it was. It was bad. So he peeled that stuff up. There was like cracks, rust spots, all that. But anyways, got that installed. He's got a fan in there. He's actually going on a camping trip this week. So uh, we did a couple of things. I finally, I made this cherry slab table top or a countertop for him like a year and a half ago. And we finally installed it in a van. Uh, I sprayed some um, some lacquer on it and it was, oh, man, it came out so beautiful. This cherry Super that efficient. I got. Yeah. There. Yeah, Totally. But it was, uh, the shop was, or the, the van was in a shop and then COVID happened oh, and all that stuff. Sure, so everything sure. got delayed. But Lots of that's finally happening. I'm excited to like start actually outfitting this whole thing. We're going to be running electrical in our next few weeks, which is going to be really cool. So I'm super stoked for that. Uh, aside from that is I bought a lathe off of a hobo on the internet a couple months ago. <laughs> and the spindle on it, although it, it was true, the threads were screwed up. Apparently somebody was just chewing on it and the thread was like really bad shape have you seen my teeth (laughs) yeah i yeah um so i swap i ordered the new spindle uh which was not 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 a lot it was like this one part it was a hundred bucks for like 90 bucks from jet i got it directly from them but the most important part besides the motor yeah basically but i swapped it out it was actually a pretty easy repair and I can't believe somebody bought that for me. <laughs> Dude, I'm still very I'm no, I'm very happy with the purchase. I'm not complaining at all cuz it was the spindle worked fine. I turned a bunch of uh mallets on it and like spindle type items, but when you would uh put a chuck on the thread, the thread was so screwed up that it was making the chuck wo- wobble. So I couldn't turn any bowls or anything. I didn't notice until I started doing that. Chuck wobble. Chuck wobble. I think that was a popular yeah, we, dance we in the wobble. 90s. He was a news anchor from yeah, the Chuck 70s. Wobble. Chuck yeah. Wobble. Uh, 11 o'clock news. He was always like, find out at 11. And then it was him. Yeah, okay. Man I'm Chuck Wobble. Chuck Wobble. I'm Chuck Wobble. <laughs> so I got this thing on there and it spins so well. And I've been practicing something recently called patience Uh-oh. and planning. Lucky Emma. So I've actually started writing out scripts or not even scripts, but like bullet points of things I want to shoot for a video. And I'm Ooh. getting a lot more organized. I have a, outlines. I have a little outlines. tip for you. Give, by the give way, give me the whole tip. Since, since that's yeah, what you're he doing. Does. If anyone's if Dan, give me all let's get 66 anything. tips. It's a let's little go. tip. <laughs> you son of a little B <laughs> has a song entitled <laughs> "OMG 66." <laughs> that was it. That's it. I wish I could. I wish it was a Thailand joke. Anyway. No, that's the one I've been sitting on. That's good. Oh. <laughs> I got a lot of Thailand jokes. I was gonna say you you served, so you probably spent a lot of time there. <laughs> but anyways, 
Got the spindle on there. I'm happy. I got a video shot. I shot it all in one afternoon. Got from start to finish the whole thing. It felt really good to like get a whole video out, throw it into a folder, and it's ready for editing. So I'm going to be doing that. Aside from that, I've been over the last couple of weeks working on uh, a second video for my Laguna uh, laser series because when I got my laser from Laguna, I got a little discount, but the deal was I'm going to give them two videos. So um, they've been very patient with me. I got the first one out. I wanted to get a second one out of like fun projects to do. So I've been doing random shots. I'm currently playing with the uh, rotary tool to try to get that dialed in. My voice cracked because I'm just hitting puberty now. Rotary tool. The rotary tool. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really Is excited. Is it weird to get the that I didn't tool. even notice? No, that's fine. I call myself so normal. <laughs> and I'm stoked to have the rot- rotary tool set up because it's a hard word to say. And I'll be able to actually engrave some tumblers, which I feel like we promised like months ago to our patrons, but <laughs> never happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to be able to spend yeah. some time and actually. Get Once I get it dialed in, Mike, I'll, I'll let you know. We'll we'll coordinate. Yeah, for the record, patrons. Of your time. For the record, patrons. Uh, Daniel does not have a laser, so this is on these guys. Yeah, because nice. somebody cheaped out nice when they bought their CNC. <clears throat> um, so, I'll um, I w- I have the tumblers here, so like as soon as you have it figured out, well, basically oh, after let me next know which week, ones, I can spend time on well, it. Let me know which ones you got. I'll send you the link. They're cheap. It's like thirty bucks for ten of or five or six of them. Awesome. Sounds great. So yeah, there's that. So why don't we get yours done? Let's put it, let's get them all to the patrons. I, I got you. We'll do it. We'll talk offline. But I agree. I'll, but let me figure out the settings Thanks and, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm going to throw them your way. <laughs> and then uh, we'll reroute it through Bart and then he'll get them out to you. So I did that. I'm working on a video. It's almost done. I just need uh, two more things shot. So I got to figure out this um, the the whole rotary tool part. And then I am actually going to be lifting my laser up a little bit. I 3D printed these uh, custom feet to lift the whole. a lift on your laser. I'm going to put a lift too. on it. Yeah. Uh, it's also the sides are going to come out support laser material. Nets. So when you open the lid, the side comes out, which Dan's, on, Dan's laser, laser doesn't nets. have. Laser nut. Yeah, and I'm making fun of your anyway. trail boss right now. That's fine. When the lid you opens, the thing doesn't pop out. Foot what? rests. The foot rests. That the <laughs> running boards? running boards. Whatever. I don't know. I have a Subaru. <laughs> foot rests. <laughs> I leave the door open when I'm driving. He says I'm I making fun of your trail it. boss. I have a Subaru. <laughs> yeah. Be quiet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so okay. clearly, I win this argument. Yeah. But once I get that done, get the video out hopefully next week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, last thing I am working on is, uh, well, I'm prepping my car because I'm going to be running a uh, wiring harness this weekend. And I what have are you a, a Subaru. And I have an eco hitch that I'm going to be putting on there, which is a trailer hitch, but it doesn't sit underneath my bumper. It actually, my bumper has a little, little dupa plug, little butt plug in there. So you pop that out, and the, the trailer hitch actually sits inside the bumper. It's great. Dupa plug. So how do you actually <laughs> hook up the trailer to it? You gotta like it's it's a slot big enough. There. Like yeah, you you. Is stick, it like so this, is it like a, a fifth wheel hitch, hitch on your Subaru? And you put it inside, and then you lock it with a pin. Fifth wheel. Okay. On the on the on the on the top of the. He's like underneath underneath the fifth wheel. <laughs> the radius, the turning radius is so tight. It's like it's. A, have you ever seen that old video of like the yeah the, I have. The bug it's like the VW bug <laughs> yeah. we had it it's, it's Pete so we're getting that installed and then uh, something very exciting happened today today uh, a certain company r- released an update to one of their machines um, maybe one that maybe Dan got recently so Onefinity released the Journeyman or really the X- X50 series as well of of um, 
so we all know the, the one finity's got those like thick pipes a longer rail it's not a longer well not <laughs> no it's a whole no there's two things that they updated so yes there is know, a the journeyman and the that length. is a longer rail that cuts 48 inch capacity so 32 by 48 and the other thing is they upgraded the rails themselves. You can get the woodworker with the X50 rails on it. So they're 50 millimeter rails instead of 35 millimeters. So they're beefier if you're doing some heavier work. But you can also get the journeyman, which is X50, uh, the 50 millimeter rails. And it's a wider cutting capacity. So I literally waited exactly till 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when they launched. And I ordered it immediately. Um and I'm excited to say that it's coming at some point in near future. In your future, in the future, it allows you to it allow you to run your your speeds faster. It allows you to yeah, run your speeds faster. Like it's way more solid. After seeing, like, I was already kind of sold on it when I saw Dan's in person. I was like, this is this is the one I'm getting. And when I heard the rumor that maybe there was a longer one coming, I was like, okay, let's wait because people have been bugging me like, oh, haven't you? Why haven't you gotten a bigger one? Like, yeah, because I'm waiting. Calm down. So now this new one's coming, if all goes well, mid-August, uh, and we're just going to see how that works out. You may or may not have a new house by then. I may or may not have a new house. Who the hell knows? The, the I stage. thought you were closing on, like, what, June 3rd last time I heard? Uh, <laughs> what happened, Yeah, Pete? note how it's June 10th. Damn, uh, real estate agents. So right now it is July 6th. Oh, Bart. And that... Hoy. I know, I'm, Hoy, I'm trying. But they're like, you know. Is Emma really mad at you? I mean, it's not like it's not my fault. But <laughs> Emma, are you mad at me? Okay, she said no. So we're good. Mm. <laughs> she doesn't know what we're talking about. She's far too nice. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, but uh, July 6th still. Knock on wood, house closing. So if all goes well, we are going full speed on a house then. And then I'm going to go into full Bart Comar mode. But I stopped doing woodworking. <laughs> yeah. that, wait, that was not an attack that was just an attack <laughs> but anyways that's my week Mike what's on your bench Bart sing it Bart, well sing it. what's on your bench oh okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so that was terrible what's on your bench Mike what's up uh, uh, <laughs> I lost all my energy I had some good energy and it's all gone now no I uh, actually today I've been trying to get a trailer for like two months. I've needed a trailer, and I, over the you last you do like, need a new place weeks, to live. That's this is yeah. They're taking my <laughs> house, so my wife and kid and my huge dog are going to live in a utility trailer. Uh, big news! I'm going to do a YouTube video soon. <laughs> we're going to be everything's uh, there. Smell of vision with just no, a thumbnail. Uh, like, did we make a mistake? <laughs> yeah, was this bad? <laughs> um, uh, new house. Uh, okay. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, so we, we, all the way. No. Watch the YouTube video. <laughs> no, so we, we, uh, uh, I've been really for the last few weeks needing it more and more because I'm getting much larger table projects and just things I can't move around on my truck anymore. And I don't want to buy a new truck right now because I, I really am happy with my truck. It's, it's got a lot of miles. I'm going to have to replace it probably in a year, but right now I don't want to deal with that. So, uh, a trailer is the solution. It's going to help me for it's not a, Subaru. a lot of stuff. It's no Subaru. It doesn't have the um, the uh, the Dupa Euro plug or whatever it's called. It doesn't have the Dupa uh, Euro hitch. (laughs) I could have gone with the Baja, Um, the real man's truck, but the Subaru Baja. Baja. There's a joke in there somewhere. Same name as a Mountain Dew. Uh, It was nicknamed the Um, Panty Dropper by (laughs) Panty Dropper Magazine from 95 to 95 because that's when it got shut down. Um, (laughs) Something about my uncle you may not know. 
is uh, about a month before he died. <laughs> he had he had lard put on his back, uh, but it was all you know. It was all downhill from there. That's not the right joke. That's wrong. No, uh, that's, it was. It was. It was. It went downhill fast after that. That's what it is. Uh, no. Uh, um, no. So I got a trailer today. I'm super stoked. I got a 16 foot, seven foot by 16 foot enclosed trailer with a ramp. It's gonna be great. I'm really stoked. I can finally get these uh, big table jobs I've got in there. Should cover every job, every table job that I have currently lined up with deposits can fit in there. So I don't see any tables. Does that, that fall under your car soon, insurance, so. or you have to get an extra little delivery insurance thing? Coffee Custom Builds got the commercial insurance this week. Oh, awesome. Okay, because because uh, I know there's like so, a limit yeah, co- to what you can get under your car policy. It can be covered for what I had, but because I'm taking on some. Uh, I'll discuss that this week, but I'm taking on a little bit more liability with that big job downtown with the conference table. We, uh, me and my insurance broker decided it would be best for me to take on a little bit more insurance. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he decided. Bills, so. I'm sure he decided that your insurance broker was like, yeah, you should you probably, probably more get more insurance. <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> I had to, I had to be able to provide the insurance to do the work I'm trying to do on the job well, yeah. to the customer, not to my insurance guy. So, um, I'll go into that, but I last weekend me and my cousin, my shop helper, we delivered the teak. Oh, you're Nick Brim. Set. You're, yeah, no. <laughs> Do you pay him? I pay Mike really well. Oh yeah, that's no, right. You, I, I pay him really you well. You pay your Nick Brim. <laughs> I, I pay my Nick Brim good money. <laughs> um, I I don't give him uh, bag sandwiches and high fives and stuff. Um, the uh, <laughs> no, uh, we delivered that teak table, and man. It was really cool. The, that customer bought that um, that herringbone table from me, and they're just so cool. They're just really great customers. They asked me to price up uh, a couple doors for them and a built-in for them. So uh, I'm gonna be that's gonna be towards the fall. So they're, we're kind of starting that conversation now. That probably won't start until about uh, like August or September. Um, so anyway, that was cool. And then after that, my cousin and I were heading to go pick up a. <laughs> So like three months ago or two months ago, <clears throat> had a guy reach out to me. He's like, I want to do a river table. I'm like, oh, river table. Great. So he's like, I want to do a river table. And uh, he's like, don't worry. I, he's like, I'm building it. I was like, oh, perfect. I mean, I know I'm going to be involved with this because when people take on river tables, they don't understand how much work it is. And not that I've ever done one, but it's a lot of work. A lot. Um, and uh, he asked me if he could, if I could do some slab flattening form on my CNC. So I flattened these two nine and a half foot long elm slabs. They're about 20 inches wide. They were kind of shaped like a C, like a really like – they were like an ellipse, I guess, like a, a sweeping shape to them. He took those slabs and put them in a giant form <laughs> and filled it with three inches of white epoxy. <laughs> um, not my taste, but it's uh, it's his. It's, it's a not taste. my table. It's a taste. Uh, but it's he's a super nice guy. I mean really you've removed customer. a bunch of that um, set epoxy. With the well, no, we went to go pick up the table and uh, the table probably weighs 500 pounds because of the epoxy. Mm-hmm. It's three inches thick, 50 inches wide and 125 inches what? long. Um, and we, the three of us tried to lift up one side and we're like, oh, this ain't even happening. And it's too big for my truck. And that's what really uh, 
that's what really motivated me to get this figure out this trailer thing this week like so mm-hmm. bad I had to get it figured out because uh, I mean the dude's got a po- deposit I'm flattening that that epoxy table on my CNC and then I'm line edging it well hold on, let me get into that but anyway me my cousin him him and his neighbor we couldn't even lift it <laughs> so I had to buy like a, a hydraulic lift table so we can bring that in there anyway that's in the back of my trailer right now um, so that's where we're picking up Saturday and then uh, the customer reached out and asked if I could line edge it. And then I could, if I could sand it, I got that new big gym sanders coming tomorrow. So he asked if I could do the finished sanding for it and if I could do tabletop epoxy over the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it, uh, but it's going to be expensive because it's 24 hours. It's three and a half gallons of tabletop epoxy that it's needed. And it's going to shut down my shop for, are you okay, Pete? That sounded loud. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. We yeah that. I heard that. <laughs> what, I, I was must have been a mortar, but like, what else would be that yeah. loud? I was. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Back to you. <laughs> back to the show. That was wild. I thought Emma got abducted. Oh my god. Um. So, <laughs> Liam Neeson came into your house with a specific. Oh my set family of back. <laughs> took Emma. <laughs> um, no, she's mine. <laughs> no, she, uh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he asked me if I would price that up, and I gave him my price, and I explained to him, "Hey, I got to shut down." I mean. Tabletop epoxy on a four by ten table. I mean, I can't have any dust in my shop because no. those that dust yep. gets in that. It'll look just trash. It'll yep. look trashed, and I have to redo it. And it shuts my shop down for twenty four hours. <laughs> so uh, I gave him my price, and then he came back and said, "Hey, you know, we actually want to go with glass over the top. So I'm going to finish. I'm going to do finished sanding, and then we're going to be putting down rubber grommets. And I'm I'm acquiring a big." sheet of tempered glass for the top to save from is it just uh, a big rectangle piece of glass yeah okay just a big four by ten sheet of glass with some rubber grommets underneath it so it's it's a it's going to be a much a much easier solution but it's a it's a medium that i don't ever work with i never work with glass so i had to find a glass guy and i'm working all that out right now i know i was gonna say but like it it actually kind of worked out well for you because you ended up finding like a really solid glass guy and you you got like i got like what a contractor pricing or whatever i got a great yeah, they gave me an account. I got good contractor pricing. I got a new my network. Expanded, Never hurts to ask, awesome. guys. Now, did you need a like a business yeah. license or what? Did you like what did you need to give them? No, I just I just I didn't have. I mean, they actually did ask for my business license, so maybe you do have to have a business license. So I yeah, but maybe it doesn't do. hurt to ask. I did get contractor saying, pricing like, for people. Yeah, you should ask. So I asked them if I if I could open an account and get business pricing and they said give us your yeah so you probably have to have that because i did have to provide that so anyway i got that account opened up and uh we're working out pricing now so anyway that was pretty cool that customer's great and they're they're ordering a couple of uh big sliding barn doors they're nice. going to be um Ooh. doing the deposit on that tomorrow those are fun um, to make i've never made them i'm really excited it's going to be they look like a lot of fun and these it's that one i told you guys with the inch and a half i'm doing the ultralight mdf with that modern design on my cnc and then i'm gonna be painting anyway i'm really excited it's gonna be a fun build um <clears throat> what's else oh for the big conference table the customer decided to go with big bow ties for the cracks which i was really hoping they would say that which is good because uh, it needs bow ties the epoxy realistically it's probably not going to crack too much more but i just don't know how long the epoxy is going to hold that together so yeah, we're there comes a point where the- like the client shouldn't say if there should be bow ties in it or not i mean there I should agree. be bow ties in it <laughs> right there should be bow ties in it but <laughs> I just have to have them sign something saying that I can't be held accountable for uh, the. I right, give them, right, right. I haven't. I have my part in an email, so I have my butt covered in my email. So uh, they uh, they did decide to go with the bow ties, which is good, um, and they are they are going with the. Um, I designed in Fusion a 
a skeleton structure underneath that will recess into the wood that will give it a long stretcher along the whole length, and then it'll have arms coming off of it every four feet, so two sets, I guess, that'll actually give it strength from, you know, the, uh, yeah. the, the racking strength. So it'll give it racking strength and span strength. So I've got to get that all fabricated for my metal guy. Um, and then I'm building the spice rack right now. Who cares about that? <laughs> um, I did want to talk about something. Uh, oh, the spice rack. I'm getting a lot of people asking about build plans for that. I will be making build plans for that on Sunday. I've got all the files done. I just need to put it into a nice format. So I'll, I'll get that out there. What's up, Dan? I was just going to, uh, you just reminded me. I have, I have build plans available for the, uh, mid-century modern bed that, uh, that I made like a couple months ago. Oh, nice. Those are, oh, they're, they're done. They're done. Sweet. Nice. I need to post them, but they're done. Sweet. Sorry. And then I wanted to talk about real quick because this happened this week with a customer. And sometimes you hear about people when they get a customer who comes to them, gets a quote, and you, they get the quote and they go, whoa, that's way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Um, and that happens. And it's just something that happens. Like people don't understand how much these things cost. And it doesn't need to be a negative uh, interaction. Uh, the, 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 this guy wanted me to price something up, you know, he was thinking like 300 bucks, the wood is 350 bucks for it. You know what I mean? And, uh, I was explaining it to, he's like, look, I apologize for wasting your time. And I'm like, listen, man, you're not wasting my time. I get, I make quotes all the time. He just didn't know. He didn't, he didn't even understand like to him. It just shows that it's for the, it's really for the best when that happens, because to that person, the value isn't in it to them. So no matter what you were going to do, it was probably never going to be worth it to them. And they were all they were either going to regret spending the money on something like that or be difficult the whole time you were building building it for them. So um, he was a super nice guy. Uh, and I really am glad that he didn't get a super bad taste in his mouth. He just didn't understand how much these things cost to make. So that's just I think a lot of people big deal. Fall, fall under that like scope. <clears throat> Yeah, I was going to say you, you can definitely it happens a get lot. Those clients. Yeah, you, you get cl- clients like that all the time that will come to you and thinking that oh, I saw it on Facebook or I saw it on Instagram and it doesn't look so hard to make and it's only a couple pieces of yeah. wood, but they don't realize that walnut is what 15 bucks. Well, that and yeah. they come at it or, with a they come at it with a well, this is a DIY project. Well, yeah, yeah but you're not making it. Yeah, I'm making exactly. it. Exactly. Well, also, they don't have those it's, tools. They don't it's have not that a DIY experience. Project. There's so it's many do, things. Do it themselves. Yeah. They, somebody else is. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome to DIY yeah. and then call me when I need to fix it and also, I'm going to charge you talk double. talk to me when you have to like fine finish sand something and then apply a finish and all that. Like, Because that's hours of work sometimes. So, yeah. Agreed. Anyway, sorry yeah. to cut you off, Mike. Anyway. Oh, I... No, how dare you? It was very relevant. I was trying to start Come a conversation like a on a podcast. <laughs> um, oh, are, is so this a podcast? Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's, Wait, did we start recording? That's really I thought it was still week. a pre-show. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it for me. I've got a bunch of quotes I'm working on right now, but uh, that's boring talk. So let's jump into questions. Ooh, we do. don't have a lot this week, and honestly, well, it's kind of nice when you first have a guest grill our, our guest. I want to yes. learn more about. Sure, hit him with is your it questions. Bart? Is that how you say it? It's or Bart. It? Yes. Bart. Full name is Bartos. Bartos. Whoa. Bartos Karol. Karol Komar. Oh, okay. Yeah. His last name means mosquito. Fun fact it for does. the ladies out Yay. there. Oh. Yeah. For the ladies. Because <laughs> he's got a stinger. <laughs> Jeez. 
Okay. We got it, Pete. Uh, you didn't need to elaborate. It means. I wish it was a you know something other than a little mosquito stinger. Oh, I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> um, how about so tell us about you? Just completely change uh, the subject. It's gonna be a long. <laughs> Um, so I make stuff. Yeah, but Bart, like, no, give us like the like, because I've been following you yeah. since the beginning. We've been following. Who is Bart? Como? Who the hell are okay. you? And who do you think you <laughs> Where'd are? Where did you come from? <laughs> Where did you come from? So Where did you I, go? I my background's in uh, construction. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I was in the hospitality industry, and I hated every minute of it. So I quit my job and went traveling around the world. Went to Thailand and a couple other places, and. When I came back, I didn't have a job. So uh, my sister knew this guy that was a developer, and she goes, hey, can you go interview with him because you're broke and you're not doing anything? I said, yeah, absolutely. I need a job. I need money. So I uh, went and met with this developer, and he we kind of hit it off, and he liked you know what I was saying. And he said, do you have a construction background? I said, yes. And then he busts out with a set of blueprints for a – uh, eight unit condo that he's building and he says okay well what do you see tell me what's going on uh, on this blueprint so I just start reading everything off I had no idea what I was reading and he hired me on the spot and I hired <laughs> all of my my friends my Polish friends who are contractors what and that's wait Polish on the job people site. stick together that's yes. crazy I've never seen that happen on a construction site yeah. <laughs> and uh, I sat on the construction site learned everything I could for three years uh, quit the job, started my own construction company, and then 2008 hit, and I joined the military because I couldn't feed my family. <laughs> so um, did the military thing, was a uh, safety trainer for a company for about eight years, and then um, in 2016, I was deployed and was very bored. So this was my second deployment to Afghanistan. And I was doing a customs mission, and we basically <clears throat> look through people's bags and make sure they're not bringing any sex toys back to the States because I guess that was forbidden. <laughs> and I was bored, so no I watched fun. a lot of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Get and, the camel uh, dongs. Yeah, and I, I got back into painting. I did a lot of art, um, which was my major in college. So you missed dancing. Cable dongs, which is attachments oh, no. used for like no. camel, 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 oh, camel. Oh, I heard. Don't ruin cable the dongs. <laughs> nope, camel. Oh. cable dongle. <laughs> You'd be surprised what what soldiers try to bring back into the states. Oh, a lot. Yep. So it was my no job. Comments. Save it for the post show. Dirty underwear. <laughs> Save it for the post show. <laughs> yeah. So I um I watched a lot of YouTube on my deployment, and when I came home. Uh, one of my kids said, Hey dad, can you do a video? I'm like, well, I just watched all these YouTubers. They, they did it. And I posted a video and it was the worst thing. I recorded half of it on my tablet, half of it on my phone, half of it on this old little camera I had. Um, and I had fun, I had fun doing it. Yeah. (laughs) And it just, uh, kind of took off from there. So I kind of turned that, uh, construction background and learned a little bit more woodworking and started making videos. And it's been, you know, uphill or downhill ever since. Lord. It's a lot. Yeah. You know, it makes it easier to go downhill. Or uphill. Lord. (laughs) Lord. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Great story. Yeah, so I conned my way into into this uh, (laughs) industry. 
So, like, when did you start actually doing YouTube cool. videos? Because, like, you got 106,000 <clears throat> subs, which is... Uh, I think my... Ballpark, I think, I, I that's a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah, ballpark. I would say so. Ballpark, that's 6,000 more than 100K. Yeah. Tell me more. Ballpark, so that's 101,000 more than Dan. Yeah, yeah first video was 2017, <laughs> end of 17, I think. Nice. Um, Man, so that's yeah, good growth. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went full time a year and a half ago, uh, not by choice. So the company that I was working for, I, I was not ready to go full time yet. The company I was working for was doing a lot of shady things that I did not agree with. Um, They're basically utilizing me as their personal contractor. And so and expensing it through company funds. And I said, I couldn't do that anymore because legally I was afraid that, that you know, something was going to happen. So I cut my ties with them and went full time. And it was the greatest thing that I could have ever done. So the videos took off, you know, everything took off and I'm so excited with it. I can spend more time with my family and get paid for fixing my house. So everything turned That's out cool. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad it worked. Yeah. Some of those things don't work. No, they it don't. It sucks. You hear those stories. It, it, yeah, and it, it was the scariest thing ever, too, um, because <clears throat> I think I was at like 20 or 30,000 subscribers. And obviously, at that point, you, you're not making a living. But it's still not um, bad. It's a good way to it's, establish It's not yourself. bad. Yeah, but when you go from doing really well, well in a company. Um, yeah, going full time at that number is probably scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I took on a lot of commission work. I did commission work for probably about a year. And uh, when we bought this house in June of last year, I went full time because I there's just so much going on here that I, I could not keep up with the commission work. And um, everything just, you know, the cards unfolded on the table and everything just went perfect. They got a full flush and I've been going ever since. Do you find yourself turning away a lot of work? Awesome. Or are you still taking on some commissions? I'm not taking out any commission oh, so you're turning work. it all down. Yeah, I yeah, I've even had uh designers reach out to me saying, Hey, I need a table, I'll pay you, you know, six grand. I I, I can't. I, as much as I would love to put everything on hold, I can't because there's just so much that this house needs and the channel needs that I just can't keep up with it. So the Komar compound is pretty much taking priority. And you you know, yeah. you're right. You don't want to build a big table for a lot of money. You really don't have a lot of space in your four car garage. <laughs> It's three cars <laughs> for now. Three with two and a half acres, whatever. So yeah. you alluded to this in the pre-show. One of the one of the driving factors for buying this property was the content that you would be able to make by yeah. purchasing this property and, and remodeling it. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the previous house, we finished everything. So it was a new construction house. So there really wasn't much to do. We finished the basement. Um, changed the whole laundry room, built a deck, um, a few other projects there, but we just ran out of things to do. I mean, uh, if we stayed in that house, I would be building, you know, <laughs> desks and, and tables and things that I can think I of for the kids. Yeah, who <laughs> okay. builds desks no, but, and tables? Bunch but of it chumps. would be repetitive. <laughs> it would be repetitive. So <laughs> my brain kind of shuts off when I have to do repetitive things. And if the creativity isn't there, if the new thing isn't there, it it's not fun for me. So I try not to duplicate things. Um, 
I try to think outside the box and just make things that I enjoy. So I'll, you know, if it's outside of the house, but yeah, so we sold that house because we needed to, or I needed to create content. Um, I mean, plus put the kids in a better school district. That was a big part of it and get two and a half acres. But yeah, there was nothing there left for me as a content creator. So this house has everything for me as a, as a content creator. It's a it's a DIY house. <laughs> everything's falling apart. Everything needs to be fixed. And Ain't that great? Everything just needs to. I think it's, be I think changed. it's fascinating that that's a that's a driving force for yeah. making that decision. Yeah. To create content. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it. I don't think a lot of people realize that. That yeah, you got to look at it as a as a career. So people move out of state for different careers and different jobs. Um, this gave us an opportunity to put the kids in a better school district, gives us an opportunity to get a lot more property and give our kids the life that we really want to give them. So, um, there, it was a great neighborhood. Um, it was a young neighborhood, but they would not be able to be the kids that I want them to be. You know, they wouldn't be able to have a pool. They wouldn't be able to have a, you know, long driveway where they can, ride their scooters on or what have you. And I'm sure they would find other ways to entertain themselves. But if, if we have the opportunity to make our kids lives better, then by all means do oh, whatever yeah, you can. And because, make content and money you know, on the side with that. And make content and money on the side. I, I can yeah. really relate to that. Cause like the house we're getting is it's, it's newer. It was built in 99, but there's a lot of, it was a stock house through and through. So yeah. like, I'm excited to just get in there and start doing projects. Like one of the first things you did was floors. We're doing floors. We're tearing up all the floors. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And it's a lot. I mean, yeah. you start ripping into these houses. You find things. And <laughs> you find things. And then your wife finds other things that she wants to do because whatever it is that you just did just gave her a great idea. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's a never ending project and I love it. I'm super happy that we're here. And next thing I need to do is build a new shop. And a barn so I could get a horse and a goat. I'm sorry, you were, you were talking about, in a pre-show, about uh, you were getting a small shop, just slightly bigger than your current one. What, what was that? Slightly bigger. So was it not, uh, was right now number? we're going, <laughs> it's a 40 by 60 or 40 by 80. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So right so now like we're a large going through shed. the, a little larger than the shed, yeah. So we're going through preliminary stages uh, with our architect of drawing up the house and drawing up the um the shop because the shop is going to be semi-attached to the house with like a a walkway that connects oh, them right, to the drive underneath it like another catwalk on the catwalk and yeah. then on the inside of the shop there will be a second floor catwalk so uh, you know large open area but then a catwalk where you have storage up on top and it wraps all the way around and we're gonna try to Make it not just your average, you know, whether it's a pole barn or or metal or whatever it is we decide to do. We want it to be a part of the house. That's cool, though. So when you look at the house, it's, you know, architecturally, it's got the same look. So a lot of windows, a lot of glass, um, a lot of light. All in I'm there hearing right now, Bart, is party at Bart's house. Yeah, I oh, feel yeah, like absolutely. you're making April Workerson <laughs> oh. shop look bad. Like you got you're gonna have all these windows and everything, and it's gonna look like it's part of the house. It's been there forever. That's, yeah, that's I mean Samantha. Joke. If Samantha says that if I'm she sorry, can you could use her live, real name, Honey Bunny. Thank you. If Honey, <laughs> Honey Bunny said if she could live in a glass house, 
she would. And uh, oh, we're actually building her a glass office. You know what you don't do when you live in, in a glass house? house, right? Run around naked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Throwing rocks. It'd be awesome if we had neighbors, but. <laughs> if you don't have neighbors, you can do that. You could totally do yeah, that. Scar the kids, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Poor kids. Yeah. They got a place to ride their scooters, so they can't complain. <laughs> dude that's crazy and like they're scarred already i'm their dad so too late so i i gotta ask about one project which like i mean you're already on the map but it put you on a new map and i think you know what i'm alluding to already it was the plywood bike it was probably it was walnut and maple well i'm sorry well you made your own plywood you made your own plywood plywood. it's still plywood don't (laughs) shut up sell it (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, but like you made your own wooden bike. I mean, it ended up in Rockler. You, you that was for a contest, right? Yeah. So it was the Rockler Petwood Challenge two years ago, <laughs> uh, and the contest was it was put on the by the Modern Maker Podcast mm-hmm. guys um, with Rockler, and it was a form of bending wood, whether it was curve bending, steam bending, uh, belt lamination, um, and I went with kind of a option of or combination of bent lamination and water bending. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it steam bending. I just stuck it in a bucket of hot water and bent it. Um and yeah and it worked. And it was I've never done a bike. Never bent wood before. Um, it's so weird how I was like, was, oh I've never done this. Let's do it. And yeah. he didn't even he didn't just make a bike. He made it like a chopper oh, like yeah. lowrider bike. It was yeah. It was really Where does it dope. Live I, I shared I shared that post in my it's in stories. A basement. <laughs> it's in a basement? It's in the basement of the house. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm actually planning in the next couple of weeks to because uh, it's all shrink wrap right now. I didn't want to uh, you know get damaged during the move. Uh, That's right, that was in the other shop. Wow. It was in the other shop, yeah. Yeah, it's been that long. Um, but I had a couple chances to sell it. Um, it, it lived in one of the Rockler stores out by me in Chicago. And I had, uh, three different opportunities to sell it. And I turned those down for, for very good money. Um, I, I didn't turn them down for very good money. I <laughs> just turned them down. <laughs> did you turn um, them down for a very good reason? I did. Um, because, it's my project, and like Pete said, it kind of put me on the – I'm not going to say put me on the map, but it, it allowed other makers or other uh, woodworkers to actually see my work because it was put out there within it the community. It brought you out of your bubble. Um, your Instagram yeah. tends to when put I started you into a you. bubble, you know? and then you, yeah, yeah. you definitely went beyond that. Yeah, and 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 to me, this community means a great deal. So to hold on to something that other woodworkers have seen that have said, "Oh, okay, it's a pretty cool project," um, it means a lot to me. You know, it's it's something that's that I'm going to hold on to uh, forever. And then, you know, if my if I die, my kids want to sell it, then by all means, sell it. But um, <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it and I'm going to enjoy it. I'll probably ride it a couple times. Hopefully it doesn't fall apart on me, but um, flex on the neighbors. With the wood prices, yeah, it's literally increasing in value every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Who who needs yeah, gold? So. Buy maple and walnut. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. So I'm gonna hold on to it for a while, and um, yeah, just enjoy it, man, because it is a cool project. It really hey, is. It, it it blew my mind that I was able to kind of make something like that without a plan. Because there was absolutely no plan. It just, I would put up a piece of wood or something like that, 
or a piece of wood to to the bike, see how well it formed and fit, and then cut it out and put it to it and kind of go through that whole process of uh, does it work, does it not? And um, it, it was very rewarding with the kind of well, the process and just creative and process error. that I went through with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still so, together. Oh, that's on, that's pretty big. It's still definitely together. Yeah. And it rides. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it rolls, at least. It rolls because I haven't ridden in a while. Um, all right. Before we jump into questions, I just have one last question. And that's, I mean, you've clearly, you've done something right on YouTube. You're blowing up mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh, any kind of tip you would offer to people trying to grow yeah. YouTube? Forget the formula. Forget what a hipster god no i'm dead serious um so when i first started i was all about the algorithm i would reach out to you know content creators and say hey how do i do this what kind of thumbnail do i need um what time do i post this um i would try to figure out the best thing because i did want to make it grow and any content creator will will tell you that that's their primary goal is to actually grow their channel so they can do fun and crazy things and I have to do commission work. Um, but the, at the, at the moment that I gave up because I couldn't figure it out, the moment that I gave up trying to figure it out and started doing things that I want to do and not care about anything else and posting whenever I wanted, that's when I noticed a big change hmm. in, in an up spike. Yeah. That's cool. Because I was trying to fit into a mold before, uh, you know, doing the, the, like we talked about the thumbnails with, you know, all the fun stuff early on, um, and try to figure everything out. But once that was all gone, it was off the table. I think people actually genuinely realized that I was having a good time and just doing my own thing. And it, it, it kind of reflected on camera and it kind of took off. So yeah, my tip to everybody, do your own thing. Don't try to mimic anyone else. Don't try to figure things out because you never will. You know, there's there's a handful of people that might, um, but just be you. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Be more authentic. Yeah. Authentic. If you build it, they will come. Yes. Just just put out yes, content. Sir. I love it. Yeah. All right, let's jump into some questions, I think, because, I mean, I could ask you questions all night, but we do have a show as well. You got some questions? Yeah. And then we'll uh, get your input on those. Yeah. Cool. This first question is from Adam Barnett. His Love was supposed that to be guy. last week, but there was a snafu between me and him. So it is this week. Here it is. Hey, guys. Adam here. Uh, so I have a big boy table saw now. So there's a piece of cast iron in my shop. And I know you guys have touched on it, and I've heard a million different things. But what is the correct or recommended way to take care of the cast iron top? Um, and then... Part two of that question is, what do you guys actually do in your shop to take care of your cast iron? Sometimes those vary. <laughs> you know, recommended thing and what people actually do. So, yeah, if you guys could enlighten us with that, I would appreciate it. And uh, I'll hear your sultry voices soon. Pete, can I take this one? Okay, please. Yeah. I got it. Ooh, okay, so I just got a big boy table saw. I just got the monster um, saw stop and in the saw stop manual it tells you that there's a product uh, that di- didn't come with the saw stop that you're supposed to use on the table 
Uh, I bought this product. I can't remember the name of it. I bought this product. I put it on my saw stop. And within a couple of days, I started seeing little rust spots. So I stripped all that stuff off and I went back to WD-40, which I've been using since day one. So I use it to clean rust off. I use it to maintain. Um, and it, it's worked for me. So WD-40, I guess. That's what I use. I toss it to someone. Oh, hey, Pete, what about you? Hey, yeah. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. So the a lot of things that I heard early on, because I used to re- restore a lot of older tools uh, that actually I'm excited to get back into, but uh, a lot of people are... Re- basically told me WD-40, use that for, you can clean with that, whatever, and use an abrasive pad and a lot of elbow grease and clean it up. Um, that's fine. It works fine. But I would buy tools that were orange and brown. And I don't mean like they were rigid or whatever. Well, the one of them was a rigid table saw. And I actually ran <laughs> a, because it was a full cast iron top of the old school rigid table saws. And I just put tape on it in a grid and literally did WD-40, um, was that evaporust? Uh, I did Coca Cola, which I've heard removes rust. I did vinegar. I did all these different products. The best product for removing rust off of really rusty stuff: vinegar, hands down. Best result. WD forty was good, but it it required a good amount of uh, actual work on there. Now, so again, what people recommend, or a lot of people will say, is like, yeah. Maintaining, maintaining, not restoring. For restoring, okay. But you're but not like, maintaining with vinegar, well, right? Well, hang on. Yeah, but no, here's the thing. The reason I said <laughs> that you. is because during maintenance, a lot of us have garages. My garage, after a rainstorm, if it opens up, if it's wet, it'll drip on your cast iron. And you actually got to get in there a little deeper. It's not just a basic maintenance. You actually have to try to get spots out. I had that issue with my joiner before. I've had it with my... Uh, with my uh, uh, bandsaw with like just a couple drops went on it somebody opened up the garage after a rainstorm i didn't notice it day later i see it and it's just rust spots so one thing that people won't tell you to do but works really well and causes no issues sand it just grab a sander throw some old paper on there sand it with uh something a little finer you don't have to go too deep sand it until that stuff is out and then just hit it with all i use is paste wax one thing that actually turned me kind of a it was kind of questioning this. When I got my Laguna joiner, they recommend you put baby powder on your... Yep, because you treat your joiner like a baby. So they were saying put baby powder on there so it actually works well. I mean... Where did it say in, that? In the Who Laguna... Uh, in the Laguna manual? manual. To Once in a while, add baby powder. Like just like a thin to coat. To the paste wax? Or no, just, just right just onto the powder. cast iron that came out of the factory. You cleaned it off. You, you know, you probably use WD-40 to clean off all the grease and stuff. Put on a little bit of baby uh, baby powder just to give it a little bit of... Or talcum powder, whatever. Uh, just to give it a little bit of uh, ease of, you know, smoothness or whatever. That works fine. I just use paste wax. But for cleaning, anytime I get rust spots or random things happening, I use vinegar. I buff it off. If it's really bad and if it stayed on there for a couple of days, I sand it a little bit and then just paste wax it. And it lasts for a very long time with no issues. Paste wax for the win. Dan? I haven't used baby powder on my on my machine. I haven't either. I don't. I've never read that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that sounds weird. Don't make me bing it. Um. All right, you bing it. You bing it while I'm talking. 
I I'm pretty much the same as Bart. I will maintain with WD forty, and if 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 it's got a like a really rough spot, you know, I'll, I'll put on a a, a three twenty uh, three twenty grit pad or something on it and sand it with my orbital sander you know something super fine that that i'm not grinding down the actual cast iron with i'm not going to throw on 80 grit or 60 grit or anything like that but uh wd40 is the easiest and most Whoa. Easy. Yeah. Did your Whoa. brain just shut down? <laughs> <laughs> My brain just shut down. What, what was that one? Like, is it like bow shield or something? T9 bow shield. T9 bow shield. That's probably what Mike's going to say. Let's toss it to Mike before <laughs> I have a stroke. I, I like T9 bow shield. I actually end up liking paste wax more uh, than T9 bow shield. I, I, T9 bow shield's good. It just doesn't seem to last as long as paste wax seems to, as long as you let it get on there right. Um, I really do maintain my cast iron every three months. I have everything on a rotation, but in the summer, my table saw gets it every month because I do not like the heat and I do, and I sweat a lot in the summer, especially when I'm in the shop and I'm running around and I end up putting my, my forearms on the cast iron and I get big, big, uh, like rust marks on there from where my forearms were me leaning on it or something. It gets bad. So I also, clean it every you, month. you're Actually, in your shop shirtless a lot, so. That's yeah, I, I just wear a sock and a rubber band. It really makes me fast and aerodynamic. So, um, aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, I'm running. Actually, what's funny is when, we, when I used to record in the shop, I would record on a table saw and I'd lean on it while I was typing notes and I would leave rust spots that are still there on my table saw. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an issue I have. So, uh, clean, I usually, I do like the T9 Bow Shield, like rust remover product. It is really good. But I don't know that it's infinitely or you know noticeably better than just WD forty. WD forty is a great way to go. WD forty and paste wax. My recommendation is cheapest. And he was asking like what I actually do. That's what I actually do. So I will if I remember to grab my T nine bow shield, I'll throw it on there. Um, on tools that I don't run heavy items on, like uh, my jointer gets like heavy pieces of wood on it. The T nine doesn't seem to hold up very long. But on like my smaller bandsaw, I haven't had to change my, I haven't had to re like coat my bandsaw table and my smaller bandsaw table in a long time. It doesn't get big pieces on there, but my big bandsaw, that one gets paste wax because that does get yep. big beams on there and stuff. So anyway, I want to make an uh, addendum what to what I said. Damn. Ooh, <laughs> big words over here. So I do use WD-40 to maintain it. But I don't use paste wax. I use a uh, a Teflon spray to to the dry the dry the dry spray. lube Teflon spray. You know, I actually I like that stuff. Uh, it leaves a sorry. white like powder coating after a while, and you just you can clean it off real easy. But I like that just for the simplicity. I actually put uh, Odie's on my planer oh. uh, in feed and out feed, and I haven't had to do that. I haven't had to redo that since about whenever I got my planer. So that actually does work. The Odie's on cast iron. I mean, it is for metal. So I was going to start. I was going to try it when I clean my table saw to put it on my I've table saw. See how long it lasts. Uh, I want to add an a Dan Dan to my thing. So it was not baby powder. <laughs> add in a peat. Hold on, hold on. There's no baby it's powder, right? Talcum okay, that's powder. What I just wanted to make sure. But it is, no, it's actually in their instructions. Where's... Although some users prefer wax coating for their table surfaces, white talcum powder rubbed in vigorously once a week. 
Uh, with a blackboard eraser, this is what this one... A vigorous talcum powder rub. Uh, Shoot, wait, talcum powder will not stain the wood or mar finishes. What page is that, Pete? I'm at the... Hold on, I will, I will send you a... Uh, manual right now, and I'm looking up talc. <laughs> T-A-L-C. I'm, lo- I'm doing the find, the find feature. That's what I'm as well. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I, am, I know, I 100% remember anyway, this. this. The next question... Thing. I'm sending it to you right now. Boom. That's basically, we the don't next, believe you, Pete. Go on. The next, the next question is, is uh, from Josh. I the missed Dizad. that guy. Two in a row, guys. Two in a row. He used to be a loyal, loyal listener, and then he started just going off the off the reservation. That sounds like an like. I hear he listens to people actually. that talk about wood now. Um, Very not cool. Mm, oh, is that all yeah. he listens to now? And sounds of That's the like, shop. You can do both, Josh. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Don't do me like that. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's Jay the D. Yep, Josh the Dad. One of the big IG coming at you with this week's question. All because I remembered to record it and send it in. I'm very proud of myself this week. Yay! The crowd goes wild. Hey, we all have something in common now. We all have CNC machines. Oh, this is so wonderful. Now we have a common ground to discuss things. Anyways... I was talking with Andrew over at Smith underscore Builds, and he asked me a question, and he suggested that I should send this in as a question of the week. So I'm going to take him up on that and do it. End mills, bits, uh, for your CNC, how long do you run them? Do you have a set amount of time? Do you wait until they start fraying? What's your estimated time of use for a CNC bit? All right, have fun. Talk to you later. Pete, I run them. Estimated. I run them as long as the uh, carve tells me to run them. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, this is this is actually a phenomenal question because I I've gotten asked this before, but we no one's ever brought it up on a show. It it's really hard to tell. It's one of those things like when you're running a a, a bunch of boards through a table saw and you go, this is tougher than it was in the beginning or a router or a drill bit like you just feel like okay i just got to replace it if you use it enough and i know you do josh the father like y- you will start feeling a difference if it start make start making a bad sound or is really not cutting as cleanly it's time the other thing you should really consider is getting a brass brush now harbor freight literally sells a three pack it's like brass steel and aluminum whatever brush sheds. yeah i just picked that up yeah it's like day. it's like a dollar or 10 whatever if you get a coupon it's free they pay you five bucks and use the brass brush the reason you use a brass get brush this out of here. yeah it's a dollar just get we need this out of here just take it <laughs> the brass brush is ideal brass is actually very soft so not to bring it to 3d printing but in 3d printing the nozzle the stock nozzle in a lot of 3d printers is brass you don't want to use a steel brush because you'll actually mar up and damage the tip just a tip so with the CNC bit, obviously it's carbide. You could use a steel brush, but brass will remove all the extra caked on wood that's on there without. So that's how long you oh, run your on. bit for? I'm just saying it could last. It could make <laughs> it last a lot longer if you clean your bit. A lot of people will just take it out of the machine, throw it in their drawer or in a box and never look at it again. 100%. Just like we clean I table saws, thing. clean your router bits. They're going to last longer. Can I tell you how long it's going to last? No, because it all depends no. on how it sounds and feels. If it's really cutting crappily or, God forbid, you run it so long it snaps. That's a technical technical term. term. Episode 66, crappily. Yeah, if you're going to dupe our results out of that, you don't don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be running it. But it's basically by feel. And sometimes, especially with some of those, uh, like the the basic, uh, whatever, 202 end mill, like 
you can feel if it's not sharp anymore. But clean it, it'll last longer. If it just doesn't sound right, and if it doesn't feel right, swap it out. If you got a couple months out of it, you got a good run. It's only 30 bucks. Let's just do it again. Mike? Yeah, I mean, you could run a quarter inch in mill on MDF for probably like a year before you ever need to like re uh, replace that thing. But I mean, it really depends on what you're running on. So it's really about fill. Mm-hmm. Feel I feel not Phil. I don't know who Phil is. Um, it's really about feel. Uh, Phil I, and uh, Phil, that guy, Uncle Phil, R.I.P. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> do you hear how he died? Do you hear what happened before he died? A month before he died, <laughs> put lard on his back. No, uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it's about sound and feel. you'll just notice that there's more chatter around, especially when it goes around cross grain. And on to end grain, you'll get that cross grain chatter. That's when it's like, okay, time to throw that one in the trash. It's not making you money anymore, so throw it out. Or it's not, you know, it's just going to make cause you more work because you're going to have to sand it. So there's no, like, hard limit. You're going to know. You'll know when it's bad. Daniel? I don't know if I've had a CNC long enough to answer this question, but I will tell you that I've already replaced a bit simply because it broke. You went fast and, and hot. That was... That was <laughs> That was a good indication that I needed to replace it because it was broke. Because it exploded. <laughs> so it's right here. I got <laughs> it. It's right here. Oh. That That's my big tip. If it breaks, buy a new one. What I do you think? One tip. Bart, do you, Bart, do you have a CNC? Yes, he does. I do have a CNC, um, but I don't use it as often as I probably should. Um, so I'm not an expert on CNC bits. However... I'm assuming it's going to be just like a router bit. Uh, and I use it's my basically rou- a router bit. Yeah. I, I use my router basically for just anything I can possibly use it on. Um, I have multiple routers. I have a router table now. And just like Mike said, when a bit gets dull or it's got a lot of uh, buildup on it, it's going to have a different chatter and it's going to make a different sound. It's going to feel completely different. And, um, you can actually clean the router bit. Like Pete said, um, I use uh, something called C- CMT, I believe. Um, it's an orange spray bottle. I use it on all my blades, too, uh, from the table saw. So after, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks of running um, hardwoods through it, all the pitch will be built up on there. You just spray the blades or spray the bits and take a brass brush and clean it off. And I'll do that three or four times be before I actually have to replace a bit. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing it's going to be the same thing for a CNC. Um, I think it might be a little bit different because you're not feeling it. Um, you have to go more by sight and by sound. But, um, yeah, on a router, it's it's a lot by, you know, just uh, feeling it. So And you get that over, over if time. If you get a lot of burning on cuts, too, you start feeling Especially yeah. on a router, it, mm-hmm. you just taste yeah, but that's a great it question. Like yeah, that's yeah. what it tastes like. Also, you can do the whole table saw trick with the uh, dish, not the uh, the laundry detergent to take the pitch off. You can use that. Yeah, laundry yeah, detergent. Put baby powder on it too. Yeah, no, but I'm, no, this <laughs> I'm serious. You, if you use laundry detergent, you can stick like a table saw blade into like a lid of a Home Depot bucket, whatever. But like you can just do the same thing with the router bits. I've done that. Put it in there and just let it soak for a bit. You just see it actually just flaking off. It's it's Polish tricks, guys. Try it. I use Simple Green. Simple Green does a great job as well. Did you know that Messier is a Spiral Galaxy M sixty six in magnitude (laughs) ten galaxy (laughs) constellation? It was about time. It took so long. 
the heck? <laughs> I did want to give some Pete some serious vindication, and he sent us some photo- photographic evidence. But I did pull it up. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't going to mention it for the JX8 joiner, page five, subparagraph three. <laughs> it mentions white talcum powder to be. Uh, and anyway, this was in. I read is, it in the actual book content. that came with our joiners. So, like, just saying. I say we start a new podcast uh, where we just read the manuals of tools. What do you think? Manual reading podcast. <laughs> Three guys in a manual. And we, we Three do guys it, we in do a it manual. We drink. That's it. We do it while we drink bourbon and get <laughs> stupid drunk. I think it'll be fun. This could be great. We're gonna have so many. Bart's subs. on board. Look at him. Look at that. Oh, you're, in. Oh, you're in it. This is not an option. Now. <laughs> Let's. I'm in. Let's call it good for questions. Let's not well, read that set, that third one. You don't want you don't want me to read. Let's it? Knock it out. It'll be quick. Sure, go for it. Okay. I don't know if I can read it. I'm you remember who's reading it, right? It's you, Dan. It's not gonna be quick. <laughs> it's you. Then I found that the. I'm just reading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at words and reading. <laughs> All right. So uh, Kevin Kramer no. sent in a message through Patreon. He says. Hey guys, super new to woodworking here with a question about refinishing an outdoor table. Need to strip the paint off the top. Easiest paint stripper for an amateur? Question mark. Also, looking for recommendations on what to finish it with. I listened to all the pods that you guys have recorded so far, so I at least know I need a spar urethane because it will be outside, right? Question mark. But do you guys do you guys use oil based or water based? Planning to use brushes, so do I need an HVLP sprayer for a beginner project? What do you think, Mike? Uh, I don't know much about paint strippers. I would tend to go with like a natural one, like a citrus-based, but I've never really used it or have no experience with so I'm not a really good example. I don't really know. I've never stripped paint, uh, but that's what I would do if I was going to try it. Uh, you do want a spar urethane would work. Uh, there's good varnishes out there. I like Total Boat Halcyon. I also like the Target Coatings Urethane. There's other exterior projects products you can use as well. You do not need to spray it on. You can very easily foam brush either of those products on and have no issues. You don't need to invest in an HVLP. Though if you f- see yourself doing that anytime soon or doing more of these projects, I think you can get uh, the Home Right or something yeah. for like a hundred bucks, and it pays for itself quick. So. Um, yeah, I think I answered all the questions. Uh, just, it, whatever you get for the exterior finish, it just needs to have UV inhibitors in yeah. it. That's all you need is something that will inhibit UV. So, Because that's what destroys the finish is UV rays. Bart. Um, best stripper on a small project? Probably a belt sander. Here comes Amber. Because <laughs> they can't age. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just like Mike, I, I don't strip wood. I never have. I belt sand or just sand uh, the old finish off. If you're stripping something, it's probably for a reason. It's probably for firewood. not holding up very well. Yeah. So it's going to be fairly easy to take off. Um, and as an exterior project, Halcyon's great. Total Bolt also has a spar urethane called, uh, I believe it's Lust. Lust. Yeah. Lust. I just used that on a boat yep. deck. And I used it on a... Uh, and some saw horses that I left outside for an entire year, and they're they look brand new. I mean, I remember you pointing that out. Snow. Like they really yeah. held up well. I, I was amazed. They really held up really, really well. Um, or um, Minwax has a, a spar urethane in a can. It's called a uh, Minwax. Source with an H. Yeah, 
Hellman's? No. Something with an H. But Heiselman's a, or something? Heiselman's, yeah. It's a spartyurethane. Hellman's uh, is a mayonnaise, Bart. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's Minwax, spartyurethane, something with an H. Uh, that stuff goes on great. I use Minwaxes <clears throat> in a can, uh, lacquers, uh, polyurethanes, and I love Hellsman. I love can work. So it's, it's super easy because there's no cleanup after it. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, figuring out the ratio or thinning it out or anything else. You spray it on. If it's something small, you can put a second or third coat on really quickly and you can put it on your shelf and then use it a month later without having to clean anything or readjust anything. So I'm a huge fan of spray finishes from a can. I, I, yeah, I was going to say so. uh, something to point out. Bart works almost exclusively with canned finishes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wait, Bart, can you say that? Uh, I do have a sprayer. Oh, this this guy. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, I, I do absolutely like, love... Like, you can get really good finishes from a, a can. You can. Yeah. You can. I mean, it's the same thing, and it's atomized already for you. So you don't have to try to figure out how to atomize your $200, $300, $400 sprayer and worry about bubbles. It comes out perfect out of the can. Just make sure you have a good tip, a new tip on yeah, it. Good if, technique. if it's been sitting on a shelf, put it, put a different tip on it. Uh, but you're going to get a perfect finish every single time out of a can. It's just as long as you get your uh, rate of application across your uh, project correct, you know, you're not overspraying it uh, too much, you're going to be fine. So cans, oh, absolutely, all day long. If you guys have any cans laying around, you can send them my <laughs> way. <laughs> I'll take them. Dan? Well, <clears throat> you may find this hard to believe, but I don't strip. I've, I've never stripped. <laughs> I've been in Nebraska. Possum sugar on me. Possum <laughs> cheese curds on me. Under the right setting oh, with enough tequila. Perhaps. I'll do I'll do anything for a burrito, Dunlap said, <laughs> longingly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had the Inchurito from uh, Taco Bell? Hello. <laughs> they call you the Inchurito, but it's I-N-C-H. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. Before I did. <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't think I have anything to add that's that's going to be groundbreaking. I agree with Mike and Bart both. So, Pete, have you went yet? You I haven't. No, I'm, all I'm going to say is, like, I listen, I care about the environment. Mike brought up a good point. He's one of those, like, citrus-based ones but for stripper, but... I bought a can of stripper that was like one of those decent sized ones. And luckily I haven't had to use a lot of it in my life. I've stripped can plenty of, of cabinets and things like that. It's a freaking nightmare. Anytime you can avoid it, avoid it. Honestly, I would lean more towards sanding over stripping. Uh, as far as the finish, these guys nailed it. Uh, you want a spar urethane or halcyon? <clears throat> I'm a big fan of halcyon. I haven't really tried a lot of spar urethane, but I'm in love with halcyon. And I'm going to quote a great, Nebraskan woodworker now. Daniel Dunlap, a couple episodes ago, he said, best best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. So if you want to learn how to how these finishes work, we got a question about outdoor finishes a lot. Grab every finish in your closet, grab a scrap piece of wood of whatever you got, just finish it and toss them outside for the summer. See how it looks. Just just try it out. Learn yourself. I'm, I'm serious. Just try. Yep. It's going to be a quick weekend project. You can do it in two hours. <clears throat> brush on some, spray some, throw it outside, let it chill. See how it looks in August. 
see how it looks in December. Just let it chill. Hopefully your my, your wife's not going to be get too mad. But whatever. Yeah, I actually have a uh, piece of painted MDF in my shop that I labeled all these other finishes. And I think I have like 12 or 13 different finishes and I sprayed them all and it stays in my shop to this day. And I think I did this about two years ago. And anytime I want to see what a finish will do to, to a paint or something like that, I can actually go back to that piece and I can reference, okay, if I want it a little bit shinier, I can go with, you know, a, a spar yeah. or, or Hellman's. Yeah. you know or if i want something dollar i can go with something with a a water-based finish or something like that so if you if you're planning on finishing a lot of projects with a different type of a finish make your make sample pieces like pizza and and just just keep them Uh, cool that's an episode well let's call it a wrap Bart, thank you so much for joining us. That Can we was call it awesome, a Hellman's Wrap? Really or an Inchirito? <laughs> yeah, Inchir- the Inchirito. I think we already have our show title, and Dan yeah, wins yeah. for sure. It's definitely episode 66, Can of Stripper. Uh, it's defi- this color Bart is Tomar. Amber. Uh, You're welcome, Bart. <laughs> amber. <laughs> can of Amber Stripper. Uh, uh, I'm more of a charity color. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm more of a cinnamon Stop. guy. We're, not, we're gonna get more of these. Stripper we're gonna get can more. of Hellman's. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, yeah. Big thank you to our sponsor, Peak Safety. Uh, <laughs> thanks for sponsoring the show. I mean, if you're using you a stripper, uh, that, big thank it, you. That gear is perfect because it's. There's no reason not to have respiratory <laughs> exactly. protection. Yes. When you're stripping, <laughs> get that power cap. <laughs> No, uh, big thanks to our patrons, big thanks to our listeners. Guys, thank you for sharing the show. Keep that up. We really appreciate it. Uh, give us those reviews. We think they're important. But if you got like only energy to do reviews or share, share, share the show because we're pretty sure that does way more. <laughs> so keep sharing the show. You guys are awesome. Uh, and I think that's going to be it for us. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Bart, again, thanks for being on the show. Thank, thank you, Bart. Bart. Thanks, guys. Bye. I love you. Bye. Have a long time. Bye. 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 Love your lifetime. Bye. Bye.